This year, the Wellness Summit returns. 95% of the people you know out there want you to play it safe. They don't want you to jump over fire. You can get burned. They don't want you to live the life that you were born to live. You gotta remember that if you're cooking food, you wanna love it. You don't wanna be thinking, oh, I don't wanna to have to prepare another meal for my husband who doesn't appreciate it. I don't have to prepare another meal for my wife who just doesn't care, she just wants peanut butter on toast. Wake the heck up. You are where you're at right here, right now because of all the choices you have made up to this point. Now, I didn't know what to do with being blown up. I didn't know what to do with that until the psychologist told me, you're going to have post-traumatic stress disorder, Karen. I went, okay, great. Now, at least I know what to do with that. Get ready, Melbourne. The summit is back. Well, other people are just walking through fire. I mean, look, look. And I'm on the phone going, yeah, and he's like, I mean, look, like this. And then he's lifted up his top and he's squeezing that, and I'm going, yeah, I can't even. When are we masking? There's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Zazen Alkaline Water presents the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. All info and tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure. I am humbled, I am excited to speak with the fabulous co founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. He is the superhero of herbs. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. <laughs> Hello, hero. Hello, mate. How are you, PC? I'm awesome. I was I'm wondering awesome. where you were going to go with that. I was like, am I going to be an alchemist? Am I going to be a, um, I don't know, like a... A biochemist. Biochemist. A pharmacy. <laughs> going to be... A pharmacy. Yeah. No, I could make up all types no. of things. No. Something. You're Didn't know where you're going. Superhero of hers. There you go. You are. And... That? um. There's a lot to talk about because we are going to speak to the superwoman of Herbs, Damo. That's where all yeah. of these introductions come from. Um, oh, yeah, that's where it. Where you that's were going it. with yeah, that? Yeah, you know, oh, so, so, gotcha. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty cluey at this. So this is a question that I often <laughs> wonder when we interview all of our guests and we ask about what they eat and all the rest of it. Well, we have a naturopath who is a co-host of 100 Not Out and we have herbalism mentioned all over the world. And I just wonder... If modern herbalism is, is it another fad, which I know it's not, but is it, is it for some people um, or is it a way to make people, you know, feel like that they're not doing something that they should be doing something, you know, they should be doing, which in, we both know how much we love being shooted on. Um, and I look at the 100 not outers that we interview and I go, well, how much has herbalism been a part of their life? And then if it's something only to be used when we're not feeling well or is herbalism something that we are wise to use as part of a healthy lifestyle. So questions, questions, questions. And I know I could drill you on all of these questions, but then I thought, we've got a new member of the Wellness Couch Podcast Network. Oh, we have the Naked Naturopath, which is now on the Wellness Couch Network. The Naked Naturopath is Mal Gearing. Mal is a naturopath, a qualified nutritionist, a clinical herbalist. She's the founder of MG Herb. She's written three books and uh, she's based in Newcastle. And it's a very warm 100 not out welcome to the superwoman of herbs, Mel Gearing. Mel, welcome. Thank you so much. It's so nice to get such a big welcome. It's important. 
He's good at welcomes. He's good at big Yeah, ones. I listen yeah. to 100 Not Out and I'm um, sorry. <clears throat> and I always think it must be nice, Damo, to get a really big welcome every, what do you do it, every week? Yeah, it's the best two yeah. minutes of my life. <laughs> like every week. It's, uh, it's, it's great, Mel. It's uh, awesome. I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. it well, she good. did hey, that. Mel, mode. Mel actually uh, asked me to do the voiceover for the intro for a podcast. So, so maybe good. that's why, Damo. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's, that's another reason to go and subscribe to that podcast there, Mel, for there sure. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Hey, Mel, uh, I chatted with you on the Wellness Guys not too long ago, and we chatted about bits and pieces. And uh, so what's been happening in your world? What's what's happening? Um, actually, uh, why don't we just take that back a little bit? Because what's interesting, um, i withdraw that question. Um, <laughs> my grandfather turned 99 last night or yesterday. Yeah, um, I was listening to your car. Yeah, so I've been posting that all over Facebook and Insta Famous and all that sort of stuff. And I've, um, that's been really cool for me. And I reflected when I realized that we were doing this interview today that, um, that we'd be talking about herbs. I thought, well, where did my grandfather have herbs? And I realized he was having herbs every single day of mm-hmm. his whole life, um, well, at least of his adult life, maybe even in his junior years. He's been mm-hmm. having a herb called cam- Chamomilla sinensis. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise known as black tea. And so he's been doing that every single day. Um, and I wonder whether or not that was a good herb. What do you reckon? Uh, for antioxidants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what's kept him alive so long. He's drank yeah. at least one or two cups of tea every single day of his whole yeah. adult life. You know, I think he's a bit controversial about um, whether it's any good when you add milk or not. But, uh, you know, I think that it's still going to be – I think the joy in having a cup of tea is also medicinal. Mm. And particularly if there's a deep and meaningful involved and you're having a chat with someone and you're just, it's very calming, isn't it? Yeah, well, the Buddhist monks meditate when they, you know, make all their, they do their tea ceremonies and there's a, there's a whole lot of um, do they live a long time? with that. Do Buddhist monks live a long time? I don't know. That's a really good question. Oh, you're going to get me Googling in a moment. All right, Mel, then <laughs> let, let me ask you this. What what has someone you – know, you graduated from medical herbalism 2011. What stoked mm-hmm. the fire? Like what, what gets someone interested in herbalism to begin with? Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good question and I find it's almost the same answer for all of my colleagues. I was sick. So I was sick and I, you know, uh, was not given any – help or, or remedies, I guess, from mainstream medicine. So I happened to, you know, come across a naturopath, a herbalist, who helped me immensely and I thought, I want to do this. Yeah. So that's how that's how I got into it. I was actually studying nuclear medicine at the time and I thought, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I want to do this other thing. Did you say studying nuclear medicine? Yeah. Yeah. So I went for a big change. Um. That's interesting, isn't it? Because <laughs> uh, nuclear medicine um, kind of sounds, I don't know, like an oxymoron. Yes, like I know. Just, yeah. Injecting radioisotopes into people to, you know, take images of their insides and their bones and bits and pieces. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I guess I was- So you went to herbs. So when I first started experimenting with herbs, which many people are familiar with my journey um, through accounting, um, that my herbal medicine experiments um, enlightened me by expanding my consciousness. Did you um, happen to try many herbs along the way? Have you tried almost all of the herbs that you mix up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I actually, when I first started, I used to try the herbs to make sure 
that they tasted okay for my clients because, you know, one of the things when you're mixing, when you're doing liquid herbs is that, um, the, you know, you want the herbs to complement each other and you want them to be able to be taken. And mm. sometimes those flavors can be, you know, quite um, gross, really. <laughs> so I used to try them all the time. And I, I still take herbs, you know. I take them for numerous different things. We have like a, you know, the microwave cubby in our house is we don't have a microwave, so that's where all the herbs go. And, you know, my husband and my family know if they come over, they can just find like a tummy tonic or a headache tonic or whatever they need in there. All right, so this is where I'd love to just pry <laughs> into the history of herbs. And, I've yeah. again, I've professor wikipedia this and I can see that there's – Traces back to the uh, Paleolithic era before there was any yeah. written human history. There's ancient Egypt, India, China, Greece, yeah. Rome, all the rest of it. But without going into all of the history of herbs, like give us the, the, the history that resonates with you because when I hear um, you talk about your medicine cupboard, it's, it's kind of like you've got the herbal the herbal box of what, of what modern medicine would call a pill for every ill. You've kind of got yeah. a tonic for every whatever the rhyming mnemonic is there, but you've got a tonic for every something. Um, is that, you know, just where, where does that all stem from? What, what history do we yeah. love to draw on to kind of, you know, do that? I guess everyone's going to have their own personal take on it, but um, for me, I like plants have a really special place in my heart and the history of plants especially. The, you know, we've used them for food and shelter and um, recreational drugs and medicine, medicinal drugs for um, centuries. Like, you know, uh, I can't, we don't even know how long. Like, they find, they've found records, what we call herbals, even rock herbals in Neanderthal caves and things like that. And I know that there was one um, 60,000 years old, they looked at the flowers that have been scattered around a, um, a burial of a Neanderthal man and eight of the species that they found on his grave of eight of them, seven were still used for medicine by the local people today. So they wow. still use those plants, marshmallow root. Like I use that every day in my um, clinic, you know, it's soothing and healing and it's great for throats and um, beautiful for the digestive tract and stuff like that. Um, yarrow was there as well. I remember. Um, mm -hmm. So we still use that for stemming, um, blood so I use it to stop bleeding if there's spotting and stuff like that in a women's menstrual cycle um, it can be used as an insect repellent as well so um, that's you know the really old history and I, I actually created a first aid kit with lots of this information in a little booklet because I want to bring it back into everyday household the 17th century woman for example was a herbalist you know, if, if she had a big manor house or um, she was the wife of somebody important, she had to be able to heal people. So she would collect herbs and plants and create tinctures and, um, you know, do all that from her local area to treat the people who were suffering with things like it could be a rash, it could be a cough, it could be a cold or flu, you know, these simple um, remedies all the way up to she might be called upon on somebody's deathbed to, you know, lay flowers at their deathbed and protect them in the in the next life from different illnesses. So there's lots of rich, rich history. And actually, um, Marcus, the the 17th century uh, woman, was a superhero because she was the she was the apothecary, she was the baker, she was the house. You know, she ran the household. She did everything. Um, so that, that's really amazing. And I kind of wanted to bring that back into people's everyday life. I don't see why not. Why we can't kind of have that first aid kit of herbal remedies at our fingertips uh, every day for our kids, especially, and for ourselves. 
I definitely think, you know, there should be like a, a box of Nurofen and some children's Panadol in there as well because they are more, they work quicker and they're more effective for pain relief. Um, but I think we could use the best of both worlds. It's fascinating to hear you say that. You're very integrative. You're not saying that it yeah. has to be all herbs or it has to be all um, Western medicine. I mean, what you just said at the end there, I think a lot of people's ears would prick up, but you're definitely not <laughs> saying that it has to be, you know, um, a box of herbs, you know, in the microwave cupboard that doesn't have a microwave. Uh, you're saying, look, you can have, and look, again, don't worry, I'm exactly the same. We've got the dehydrator sitting where the microwave's meant to be, and that's all good and well. Nothing nothing wrong with anyone that has their microwaves and nothing wrong with anyone that has a dehydrator and nothing wrong with anyone that has a, a box full of herbs. But what you said yeah. at the end there is that you're somewhat integrative. Um, you're not saying that you just go put all of your eggs in one basket. And this is, I think, I'd love to know your view as well on this demo. Let's just not, let's not kid ourselves here. The natural way, or let's just in this, in the context of this episode, the herbal way does take a bit more time and can be a little bit more painful than just taking a pill. Let's not kid ourselves that the natural way is easier, quicker, faster, um, painless. Well, something is. Yeah, something okay. is, but that's not my that's not my argument. My argument is that <laughs> not all things not all things are, and I think a lot of people feel that they have to choose one or the other. But there are some times, based on what you've just said, where you know what, like you are going to give them Panadol. And look, I'll put my hand up. We don't give our kids any Panadol or any Nurofen. I don't actually know if there is any in the house. There may not be. But I think it's important that people recognize that they're not a failure or they haven't done the wrong thing or the bad thing. Um, it's a bit like birth. So many people that want to have a home birth end up in a hospital. They're not a failure for having their baby in a hospital. It's just what happened at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly right. I think there's a couple of important things there. And I think just as a population of people, we've become somewhat disempowered around our health that we seek out something to put in to our body to help us get over something that's challenging us. So I just wonder whether or not we're often too quick to use a remedy rather than let the body go through its standard process. And so in that regard, um, as a herbalist myself and a nutritionist, naturopath, all those, all, I've done all those same things as you have, Mel, and and so I appreciate um, you know where you're coming from and your learnings and 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 what you're saying. I'm also conscious that I suppose a lot of people um, turn to the herbs when something goes wrong rather than actually looking at how it went wrong in the first place, right? You know, kind of almost presupposing the body was faulty. Um, and they needed some kind of intervention. So uh, I, I would love to see that we could educate people um, in around the effective use of, you know, whether it be pharmaceuticals, nutraceuticals, or herbal medicines, um, or even homeopathics, um, when required, where the body is struggling a little bit as opposed to its first port of call, if you know what I mean. I'll just keep on going. Yeah, so my thing is, is you know, are we just relying on herbs um, – as an alternative to, you know, the the prescription type medicines or the stronger ones, uh, is it something that uh, is easy to do? Because, you know, again, it's something from the outside putting in when the body heals from the inside out. I guess uh, for me, my philosophy on herbal medicine is that it really it rebalances the body. And I guess if you were going to take something, it's going to be a lot nicer for your body than a pharmaceutical in a lot of cases unless there is some kind of serious um, disease or chronic illness and um, I'm like, you know, like I've said, I'm not, 
I'm definitely um, for medicine, um, mainstream medicine, but I think if you are going to take something, if it was a homeopathic or a herbal medicine, it's going to be much nicer for your body and I really do believe that it, it rebalances the body and it, it often tells you what you need to and it puts you back into a place where you can be healthy and then you you know, you know can see maybe what's not quite in balance or not quite right in your life to uh, fix that and then not need it anymore. I'm a big fan of getting people off their regime. So, you know, I take supplements away from people often and I give them herbs for select periods of time. I don't say, hey, here's some herbs, you need to stay on this rest for the rest of your life kind of thing. Mm. And this is this is something that I'm really fascinated in in regards to um, not just herbs but even anything in the health and wellness space is this um, reliance on something over the, over the long term. So, if I was to just ask in terms of Herbs, because I know like, you know, um, whenever the kids in our family are down, one of the first places Sarah goes to is a place called Mullum Herbs in Mullumbimby and uh, we've got tinct- tinctures of all types in the house and and I absolutely love them because I notice a difference so much when we take something particularly, well, not particularly, it's only when when something comes up. So, as, as a consumer myself, um, do you... Where do you, where do you sit on on herbs? Is it something that is really there for when we're not when when we're symptomatic? Um, are there any herbs? And, and Damo, you might have an insight on this as well. But are there herbs that you are wise to take on a lifestyle basis, or are herbs really there for for one of a better term medicinal purposes when we need a boost in the body to help us heal? Yeah, well, if you go back to that, the history, we only took herbs when we were sick. Yeah. So I definitely people do come to me for wellness tonics, but normally they have a chronic condition. Yes. Um, and if they, if they don't, you know, I, I think I'm kind of sitting there going, well, what do you want herbs for? And I always tell my husband I really struggle when there's nothing wrong with people. <laughs> you know, like I'm disappointed because <laughs> I can't do anything. Um, but often I just do some dietary change with them then because yep. if they're not sick, they, they probably don't need herbs. Yeah, I think that's. I just think it's really, oh. it's really. You're going, Damo? Well, there's. I'd, I, you know, I love this because this is such a great conversation. Um, I think that there's a time and a place for herbs, and let's just differentiate. So we've got medicinal herbs which we could use, but there's some herbs that we can use in the culinary sense that are also medicinal herbs. So we can utilise. Um, chamomile, for example, both in the calming of the digestive system and the nervous system, but we can drink it um, in chamomile tea. Uh, we could be using kava in a herbal uh, sense um, by you know calming the nervous system, central nervous system suppressant, so that we can um, help relieve uh, and alleviate some anxiety. But we can drink it. Um, so you can actually have kava juice. You know, uh, so there's some herbs that we can actually you know enjoy and got- that we can use. Yeah, sorry, then you've got like basil and parsley and dill and coriander. But you can use basil um, to help with mental clarity. So you can actually burn the essential oil or you can drink, you know, the tincture of basil um, and that can actually help with um, clarity of the brain. You can also eat it um, and get some benefit from it too. So I suppose there's different ways in which we can use it. Lemongrass, for example, another one like dandelion. We can have dandelion root tea or dandelion root um, as a tincture to actually assist the liver in terms of its function. So we can do the things on a daily basis for uh, health and regeneration but they can also be used medicinally for treatment purposes where things have kind of gone awry or gone wrong um, tea tree oil is a great little thing to have in the house um, if something's going wrong it's a great first port of call for antiseptic or 
um, you know, a soothing agent, aloe vera. People can drink that on a daily basis to assist their digestion. Um, also calm down heartburn, indigestion, et cetera, et cetera. So there's many places for different types of herbs that we can actually use. And, and I think it's really important that people understand that, yes, they're natural, um, but what can heal can harm. So just because um, St. John's wort might be as effective as Prozac, according to the studies, doesn't mean you've got to start St. John's wort for the whole of your life. You should be using other strategies to help you get through the depression that you uh, might be facing. So I wouldn't rely on St. John's wort, but it can be used also um, you know, to help with infection. So there's lots of different reasons why I would use it. But what can heal can harm, and you can use things on a daily basis, you know, provided it's I suppose what you'd say adaptogenic or as a tonic type form, would you agree, Mel? Yeah, definitely. And I guess what you're describing um, is what I would call the difference between like a therapeutic dosed herbal tincture versus, you know, everyday um, food as medicine and, you know, herbal teas as medicine and essential oils as medicine. Um, So I, in my head, I think I kind of break them apart because nobody's at home making herbal tinctures for themselves or if they are, you know, maybe be careful yeah. um, because they are very concentrated and they are highly, um, you know, therapeutic. So they have they have a huge action. And like you said, they can definitely harm. If, if somebody has too much of a herb or they have a herb that they don't need, it may have a counterintuitive effect. Yeah, absolutely. Really good definitions. Good call. Good, call. Yep, good work, well you too. I like this. All right, so let's talk about the Naked Naturopath. Tell us about the Naked <laughs> Naturopath for people that aren't fully aware of your podcast. I'm going to ask you, first of all, uh, why the Naked <laughs> Naturopath? Your bio says she likes getting her gear off. Now you've got all of the men listening going, hold on a minute. Tell us, why is the Naked Naturopath called the Naked Naturopath? I, I really wanted to do a podcast where we just strip all the BS away from health advice and I know that's what you guys do and which is why I came onto the couch because there's so much hype and there's so many people, you know, breakfast hosts telling us what is good to eat and what is good for your health and um, what medicines you should and shouldn't take and I'm tired of it and so I, I want people to know what a qualified uh, naturopath, herbalist, nutritionist is not you know not somebody who's just done a course online and i want them to know the the research and the evidence and the no you know no bull crap kind of um you know advice and and i want them to know the facts i guess so that they can then do what they want in their life and what suits them and take away from it um you know facts so that they're not bombarded by all this you know information that's just i guess um a lot of the time it's uh, like I said, hype, fads. Absolutely. It's like, yeah. yeah. No, there's uh, Damo and I sometimes feel we're becoming a little bit bitter and twisted about the health and wellness <laughs> world with how much hype there is. But um, you're 100. percent I mean, there's some wonderful topics that you've released. Uh, one on composting and recycling, and a lot on parenting <laughs> and birthing and pregnancy and the rest. And look, I just think it's a wonderful podcast with many different topics. And like you said, stripping back um, a lot of the BS. Um, Plus, around I you like go on naked. yeah i like i like to be naked as well so there's some pictures <laughs> that's it that's it they're all on the <laughs> website mgherbs.com um but when we say there's pictures don't worry folks we're not talking about those types of pictures <laughs> now you're making it sound very cheeky mel all right let's talk about your books before we finish up because you are becoming yeah. what's known as a prolific author you're up to your third <laughs> book you've written uh the gut blueprint simply balanced now you're up to from peasants' food to superfood, what's all that about? I 
I wrote from peasants food to superfood because of the history of food, which is, you know, what we've been talking about. Um, because a lot of the food, I guess, you know, throughout the ages has been medicinal as well to keep people well, um, like fermenting, you know, such a big trend at the moment, but that was done to keep people healthy, to provide them with, you know, good bacteria, to provide them with food and vitamins and minerals throughout the winter. So it's really, um, you know, talking about offal as well and how, you know, it's not awful and it's very good for you and why people used to eat it and going from that perspective of from peasants who needed to eat whatever they had in at hand and why why they did that and what they would do with it to create, um, I guess, to make it better for them. Um, and all the way up to superfoods now, you know, today superfoods are so trendy and we're, we're always talking about them, but really getting to the root of that and, and you know, teaching people that, all real whole foods are superfoods. Oh, that's great. That's great. I've got dad jokes coming out of my head about awful and awful, but like you said, awful <laughs> is not awful. Me too, me too. Um, yeah. Mal, it's been a pleasure to chat with you. Nice to have a deep and meaningful around some of these topics, which again, don't get spoken about a lot in the PC world and in the health and wellness world, and it's been wonderful to have you on um, 100 Not Out, and again, uh, great to have you on the Wellness Couch uh, podcast network where would you like people to go to find out more about you naturally they can listen to the podcast on the wellnesscouch.com how else would you like people to keep in touch with you Mel yeah so you can head over to my website it's just mgherbs.com or I'm also on Facebook mgherbs or I'm also on Instagram mgherbsofficial so you can stalk me any of those ways <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks so much for joining us Mel uh, absolutely appreciate it great to have you on the um, network Damo thank you no worries. To Damo, thank you so much for joining us. As always, you can find out more about Damo, great, folks, great. at uh, DamienChristoff.com, uh, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. We have had a ball having you on this edition of 100 Not Out. A big shout-out to everyone who makes this podcast and all the podcasts on the network possible, particularly our editor, Joseph Tomo, Rosie Garner, who does our social media. We would love your feedback. You can go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out to find out uh, to see the entire range of uh, 100 not out podcasts available don't forget to listen to demo on the wellness guys podcast and join us over at facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch give this podcast a five-star rating allow us to share the 100 not out message with the world and until next week continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life this year the wellness summit returns i realized in this time that I couldn't keep waiting for love from other people. I couldn't keep expecting love from other sources. But I had to give that to myself. Yanni says, I don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world. He says, I'm gonna prepare food. I love my own cheese. I love my own wine. I don't care what you think of my new flat screen TV. He just loves company. I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? When you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Foster Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.